What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, coming back at you with another episode on the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, everyone. I am here with my amazing grandmother i call her gang gang because that's just what i've always called her um she calls me colonel because that's just what she's always called me that's my nickname from her um i love her and i'm excited to be here with her this is actually the first i don't think you know this but you're actually the first family member that has ever been on my podcast before yeah my very first blood relative that's ever ever been on here so um, I love you and I'm just happy to be here and yeah. You know what? The word happy doesn't even begin to explain what I feel right now. Mm-hmm. I can't even put it into words. I am so happy to have my colonel <laughs> here with me. Yeah. And he's such an amazing young man and I just... I just thank God for allowing me to be the grandmother of a man like this. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the work of the Lord. It Um, is. So, guys, we just, uh, you know, there wasn't anything specifically planned. I'm just going to talk to the woman of God and just ask her questions. Um, She has a very powerful relationship with God. She's an intercessor to me. Um, And yeah, I just know she has so much wisdom to give us. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. When when was the first time? When did you meet Jesus? When I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. I lived... At the age of six, I I, uh, moved with my mother and father to the other side of town. From the age of um, infancy, from the age of infancy to the age of five or six, I lived with my grandparents. My grandparents had 12 children, one of which my mother was one of the older siblings. And um, I was born out of wedlock. And so my mother went to work, and I, my grandmother kept me. Mm-hmm. My mother and father did marry at the age of when I was five years old. And I remember being baptized. Well, I was a Methodist then, so I was christened. Mm-hmm. And then I went to live with my parents. Um, We lived across the street from the church. And I took piano lessons, but I had no piano. Mm. And I would go into the church because back then, church doors were left open. They were not locked. Wow. And I would go into the church and practice my piano. And sometimes I would sit on the front pew and talk to God. I don't know how I knew to do that, Hmm. but that's what I did. I would just sit and talk to God. And then I would practice the piano and just go back across the street. So I would, those moments um, are very clear to me i can remember doing that so i know it was god yeah it was god um and that's my first relationship Mm -hmm. i i would ask god i remember asking god for a baby brother or sister and i got down on my knees asking god for a baby brother or baby sister and I think at the eight, I, I was nine years old when my sister was born. Mm. 
And that, that probably at that time increased my faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say, um, what would you say helped you to be kept in the faith? Um, Cause like a lot of people, sometimes they encounter God and like, sometimes they drift away for a bit. Mm-hmm. Would you say that was you? Or would you say like you were always like as always, yeah, and I may not have gone to church regularly mm-hmm. um because we moved around, you know, yeah. after I grew up and got married, I even went to church in college, yeah, because we lived um our campus was very near to the church, and it just so happened that um, the former pastor of my church in another town in Maryland was pastoring the church at the college at the time. I was a Methodist, and, you know, Methodist ministers are, you know, transferred all over the place. And it just so happened that I knew the pastor at the church where the college was. Hmm. So I just kept going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say that was like a sign to you from God to get involved in church again or to just get involved? I, I I think at that time, to be quite honest with you, it was a habit. Okay. It was a habit. Um, I was not, you know, committed. I, would, I, I, I knew that I should go to church. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I was a little girl, there was safety. There was um, just something that, you know, I knew I knew God protected me. Yeah. And I knew that if I did what I was supposed to do, that he would take care of me. Yeah. But I still don't believe that I had the the belief or the the uh, or the um would, I'm looking for a would word. you say conviction would you say conviction the conviction yeah. yeah that's a good word um i don't think i had the conviction that i have now i have found that with me the older i got the closer i got to god hmm. and because in the in the church where i grew up there was really no teaching, you know? There was Sunday school, mm-hmm. and we played, and, you know, I knew the Bible stories. We would memorize scripture yeah. and that kind of thing. But a full conviction of being saved and knowing that I was saved, no. I didn't get that until much later. Mm. And when I got it, I understood it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know or specifically remember, could you walk us through when that was like what happened, the situation that or the season that caused you to receive that conviction of serving the Lord? When I went to college. I I always wanted to um I wanted to be married and have a child, you know, have children yeah. and mm-hmm. have a career and all of that. Yeah. My freshman year in college was when I met my husband. And um I met him accidentally. Sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> I I um I was standing in line uh, at the um, to pay my bill for the month, he was standing in line for a meal ticket because he was on scholarship. Mm-hmm. And in front of me was this uh, young man who was he was in my class. I knew him, mm-hmm. and he was as big as Jesse, as my husband. My grandfather was big. For y'all yeah. who don't know, he, he was, was like, six nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so the guy in front was six nine too. Yeah. But I knew him. And I just happened to turn around 
just like that. I mean, I just turned around and saw him, and I instantly fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we went together, and we would go to church together. And then he started sharing with me his past, because he grew up in, in, in Philadelphia in extremely yeah. poor yeah. positions. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. And um, we we went together, but we we were more not, you know. You'd say I, we fell in love and all of that, but that that was true. But it wasn't. Um, I don't know. It it wasn't like you boyfriend girlfriend yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. It, it was serious. Yeah. It was serious, and. I I just know God gave him to me. I know he did. He gave him to me because he was already there when I got there and he was seeing another girl. But as soon as we met, it was like instantaneous. Mm. Um. But that's 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 not how I really got committed. Mm-hmm. When we got married, we moved. We lived in Akron, Ohio. We lived in um, oh, North Chicago, Illinois, and then we moved to Topeka, Kansas, and that's where. We got really serious about the Lord. Both of you mutually. Both of us. Yeah. Now, he was born Baptist. I was born a Methodist. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, we didn't get a lot of teaching. One Sunday, I was in Sunday school. And the Sunday school teacher said something I will never forget. He said... If you can be comfortable anywhere, he said, there's something wrong. He said, there are places that you go that you shouldn't be comfortable. So I kind of tucked that down. Hmm. And with the pastor preaching, and he, he really taught and preached we had, and I went to, we went to Sunday school, both of us and the children went to Sunday school every single Sunday. That was the first time I really got into studying God's word. And I understood what um, Deacon Wilson said about being comfortable. There are some places that you should not be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, Places that, you know, are ungodly. Yeah. Places that, you know, we know we shouldn't be. Yeah. And it was then, and it didn't happen all at once, but it happened, oh, just in intervals. Yeah. And and things began to fall together. Yeah. And I began to remember scriptures. I began to uh, read. I read the Bible through from Genesis to Revelation hmm. for eight years in a row. Wow. And I didn't I didn't know I was remembering stuff, but I, I did. I remember and, and certain situations would pop up and I knew what God wanted me to do. You it it's very hard to explain because it's a it's a inward thing. Yeah. It's it's salvation is an inside job. Yeah. And I just really, really, really started to maintain. I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and read the word. I just I just love it. And right now, that's how I do. I get up every morning and I I pray first. And then I read some scripture. And I've, I've decided that in January, I'm going to start all over again mm. in Genesis. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's it it wasn't you know like boom. Yeah. It didn't happen that way. It was a period of growth over and over. And even when I was in college during the summers when I worked in New York, I went to um, church with my cousin. And that there there God was just you he he was just just feeding me, just yeah. feeding me. And then when the time had fully come, then he showed his revelation to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say? It doesn't just have to be one, but what are your favorite scriptures and why? Psalm 91. Mm. Psalm 91, because that is the scripture that um, my husband loved. Mm. And then when I was... Um, I was in this house out in the sunroom, and Sean was pregnant. Sean is my daughter, yeah. your aunt, and she was pregnant with Camille. And she called me from uh, the doctor's office. The doctor suspected that her baby had spinal bifida. That's a crippling disease. And she was very, very upset. That morning before, I was listening to a preacher on television. And it was a preacher that I never watched. And he gave me... <laughs> Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 19... And that's the part where we look at things that are seen and 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 those things that we see are temporary. Yeah. But the things that we don't see are eternal. Yeah. And I I had heard that that morning. He that's what the preacher was preaching. Anyway, I had heard that, and then she called, and I immediately said, Sean, the things that are seen are temporary. That baby is going to be fine. She doesn't have spinal bifida. She's going to be perfect. Mm. She doesn't have spinal sure bifida. Sure doesn't. She's 20, 21 years old yeah, and very tall and straight. Wow. That, that, that blew my mind because this was a, a preacher that I never listened to. Mm -hmm. But he said those words and then the phone rang, you know, shortly after. And it aligned with what was happening. It was, it was aligned with what was going on. Wow. God prepared me before. We were just talking about that yesterday. Yeah. He prepared me before. Yeah. He's a living God. Mm -hmm. He is a living God. And um, we had a very unfortunate situation um, in one of the churches that we belonged, uh, where we had membership. Mm-hmm. And it was very hurtful. It was very, very hurtful. I don't want to go into the details, but what happened was one day I was reading the word and God said to me, I was in Jeremiah and he said, I'll give you pastors after your own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And you talking about a scripture that came at the right time? That did. Because we were going through a very hurtful situation at that time. Mm -hmm. So there are several, several of my favorite scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, can you talk about the impact of prayer in your life 
and you know i'm i this i'm hosting but i'm here to hear from you we're here to hear mm-hmm. from you so would you mind just going through if you have testimonies or just anything yeah. i pray every day except on sundays when i have to get up so early to to uh go to church mm-hmm. um sometimes it's an hour and a half most of the time it's more like an hour because there are specific people i need to pray for and i have to call their names i have to um god and i my prayer is like conversation mm-hmm. and i just tell him i just tell him i ask him i i i, I don't beg or plead cuz i don't believe that's necessary because he's my father and i don't have to beg my father mm. i t- i tell him what I want if it's in his will and I always add that if it's in his will but um, there are people who have been so kind to me over the years and I I have to take the time to call their names and to to um just solicit from the Lord the help that they need. Now, a lot of times I don't know what they need, Mm. but I I have to call their names. Yeah. I I just have to. I call your name every day, every day. And, and there are specific things that I pray for for you. I pray that no weapon forms against you prospers. I pray that you look straight to the Lord. And I have an object in my, in my bedroom that I focus on, and it's a straight line. And I said, Lord, don't let him look to the right or the left, but let him look straight to you because you are the author and finisher of his faith. That's what I pray for you every time I pray. Mm. And and I have prayers that I pray for other people. And that's why it takes me so long. The other thing is, I can't pray without tears. Jesus. And I don't know why. But I can't pray without tears. And it, it's, just, um, it's just amazing to me. And, and then there's a, there's, like I was telling you last night, there's a passage in the Bible that says God bottles your tears. Yeah. I don't know. I, I need to look at that because I've read it before. But. I, I, I asked God, I said, God, am I always going to cry like this? Because I do every day, every day, mm. every day. I feel so um, loved by people. I have been, you know, since Pop-Pop died, I have been just embraced with so much love from my church family, from my friends, from my family. And it's just awesome. It's just awesome. And I can't not pray. I can't not pray. It's I not have a, to. Yeah. And I have to give God praise and thanks. Because he gets to do all of my prayer is not bless this one, bless that one, do this or do that. I have to worship and praise him first. Yeah. I have to do that. And I, I can't tell you how long it's going to take or what. But 
I know that most of the time it's like an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And in courts with praise. Yeah. Be thankful unto him. And yeah. Bless his name. Got to. Yeah. Got to do it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, when you said that you seem to, you always cry when you pray, was it always like that? Uh, it has been like that. It was before Pop-Pop. Before he died. Yeah, before he died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it because you feel God so tangibly? I think that's what it is. Cause I'm not sad. Yeah. I'm not sad. It's not a, or, or afraid or hurt cry. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's, it's just that when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul literally cries, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I really, I can't put it in the words. I can't, you know, it's so great. It's so magnificent. God has just, oh, I can't even put in the words how much he's blessed me. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. And I, it, and I overflow. I overflow with thanksgiving. I do. I do. I can't. I I can't help it. Yeah. I can't help it. Mm-mm. I've learned for me um something that the Lord has shown me for prayer. Prayer is prayer is a vehicle mm-hmm. like that allows you to transport your soul, soul into yeah. his presence. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you, if you, and I, I, this has happened to me before I've prayed people out of depression mm-hmm. who are sitting right next to me and I've watched, I've watched God transport them mm-hmm. with their soul and they went from a state of depression to joy or they went from a state of confusion, um, to clarity. Clarity. But yeah. the clarity wasn't in knowing everything that happened or knowing what would come. The clarity was in knowing him. And then in knowing him, their mind, their conscience, that their thought patterns, it just became so clear and aligned. Mm-hmm. And I've learned as well, you know, we're, we're a very blessed family. We are. We're a very blessed mm-hmm. family. Um, we've never had to worry about provision. Mm-mm. from God spiritually or, or or naturally that's right um God has been mighty good to the mm-hmm. Williams family but I always with that I always felt a conviction to not idolize all he has blessed us with mm-hmm. so there's and it's this is just a conviction for me not everybody has to do this but um and to give the audience context my grandfather died um last year and he had a gold ring and he had a gold chain um for his wrist and i wear it all the time uh because i really believe it's a sign of wealth um for who i will be um not just in the future but who i am now mm-hmm and but I don't pray with it on. I always make sure that regardless of what I uh, what I do, that I don't pray with the jewelry on. And I think I for me that's just my communication yeah. Yeah. to the Lord as a sign that beyond everything that you have blessed me with and with my family, um, you are still the foundation of everything. And I've learned that wholeness and being kept in God is rooted in simply allowing yourself to come to the place to know that he is enough. Mm-hmm. And he alone, he, he alone is enough. Is enough. Um, I've, I've told you, I've told you this, well, I told you this on the microphone at my graduation party, but 
um, when I was in college, I remember there were literally times where I would walk and uh, I would feel heat, like tangible heat hit my body. And it was the fire of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord would tell me that you would be praying for me when I would be walking on campus. Mm -hmm. And I could feel that. Um, I've had, I've had that, that there was a story where when I was leaving, it was the last time I was coming from New York to here, um, to Delaware, which is about like three hours from my house. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was getting tired. I didn't, I didn't swerve off the road or anything like that. But I remember when I walked in, mm -hmm. the first thing you told me was that you prayed me here. Um, and I think as well for me. I've just seen the effect of what prayer and intercession can do, mm -hmm. not just for me, but for others. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that the anointing to pray um, can increase when God uses, when, when God stirs you up to use it for somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, because I've learned a lot of, a lot of people in the body of Christ, we like the gifts, you know, we can be like the church of Corinth sometimes. Yeah. But we have to remember that the gift is for others. Others. It's not for us. Mm -hmm. And so when you have the mindset to, um, like there's been times where I've been so tired and I could hardly ever pray. Um, and I would just have to push, you know, past my flesh, past my emotions. Mm -hmm. But it always seemed to me that whenever I prayed for someone or when I prayed for somebody physically, like somebody who was next to me, yeah, it always seemed so easy to get in the presence of God. And I always asked the Lord, why was that? And he said to me, he said, when you use, when you use the anointing for others, for others. I'll give you strength mm -hmm. and I'll give you access That's right. because the point of us knowing the Lord, receiving power, receiving or someone else yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um when i pray yeah. for you <laughs> when i get ready to pray for you i pray for your mom and your dad and then i said god let's colonel my grandson but your prayer warrior i say that yeah and I don't say it every time, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I, that's how I think of you, my grandson, but you're a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what lessons, because you've, you've been walking with Jesus for a long time. What do you think was or some of the most powerful lessons that he taught you? that he will never leave me or forsake me. And I've been blessed most of my life because I haven't been, you know, um, I haven't, you know, done like a lot of other people have done, but I've had my trials. Yeah. And I told my husband, I said, you know, the happiest day of my life was when I got married because that was something I wanted. Mm -hmm. And God gave me the perfect husband. Now, I'm not saying that he is perfect. Mm -hmm. But God gave me the man that was perfect for me. And we had a good marriage. I mean, I love him. I loved him. And I know he loved me. I know. Um, but... What was your question? I got, you know, I got <laughs> No, it's up. okay. Um, what lessons? What lesson? Okay. I 
and I've, 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 I guess I knew all the time, but I'm trying to think of a, a specific example. I've had a lot. I'm, I'm gonna give you the last example. Okay. Um, I've had a lot of problems in the house. I got water in my basement, and I got um, had a new roof put on since Jesse died because he was he was sick before he died and he didn't feel like doing you know the things around the house that he would normally do yeah and um after he died everything just you know fell apart the water in the basement we had never had water in the basement we built this house 20 years ago yeah Anyway, whenever it rained hard, it would come. The water would come gushing in the basement. Mm -hmm. Last week, I had to um, go to a banquet in Maryland. And it was last Friday, a week ago today, and it was raining cats and dogs. And I thought, oh, gosh it would probably be flooded in the basement. Mm -hmm. And the enemy told me, you know you got water. You know you got water in the basement. And I refused to believe him. And you know, I left here and I didn't go and see if there was any water in the basement because I didn't believe that God had bought me this far to leave me. And I, I, I just believed it. And it was raining cats and dogs. <laughs> and I, I, but I just refused. I refused. When I got back Saturday afternoon, there was no water. I had to go down to the basement, and I really didn't go to check the water. I went down there to get something. There was no water. No water. No water. No water. And, you know, um, most of the things that I've, I've learned about, you know, this thing after Jesse died is... I tell the Lord, I say, God, you know I don't know nothing about this, whatever the problem is. I don't know anything, and you're going to have to show me, and I'm going to have to um, rely on the people that you get to fix this and that they don't take advantage of me because I don't know nothing. You know everything. And I, I, I just have to depend on you because I can't depend on man. I don't know, you know, what he'll do, but I depend on you and I trust you and only you. And he has brought me through every trial, hmm. every trial. I'm just trusting God. I'm going to trust him until the day I die. No matter what, you know, the roof may fall in. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him because who else can't trust nobody else? I have to trust him. I have to trust him because you know what? He has, he has been with me every step of the way, every step of the way. He's just done it. Yeah. So I trust him and trust nobody else, you know, because they can't do what he can do. Trust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What was it like you've been, you were married to my grandfather for over 60 years. Um. How... How was it with the Lord walking you through the process of him passing away? He's still doing it. Mm -hmm. He's still doing it. Um, he is, um, 
God is a comfort. He really is a comfort. Now, I understand, I really do understand why God took Jesse. Because that's where Jesse wanted to be. And I do believe if it were possible for him to come back, that he would not. Because he's with Jesus in paradise. That's where he is, and I know it, you know? And he used to say, he'd get up in church and say, I just wanted to hear him. I just want to hear him say, well done. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. He, he wanted to hear that. And I believe he heard it. And because I know all of that, I just believe that God has him. Now, I tell the Lord, I, I, like I said, I cry, you know, when I pray and everything. But there are not tears for Jesse because I understand that. But I do hurt. Yeah. And I do miss him. Yeah. But I know where he is. And I, I understand. I really and truly understand that, you know, God took him for his own good. But, you know, I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just missing him. Yeah. And, and, and I do hurt. I have love letters that he wrote me 60 years ago. Mm. And I have some nights I sit through and I read them. It's, and I, I know that I miss him. I'm not angry at God. I'm thankful to God because you know what? He didn't have to let us be together. He could have been somebody else's husband, you know? But he put us together. And Jesse used to tell me all the time, he said, Vernetta, God put us together. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you, you would say you get, you got joy. I got joy. I miss him, and sometimes I hurt, but I have joy. When Would you say that when he passed away and you, um, like he was no longer physically here, would you say it was as if God made himself more tangible? He was very present. He was very present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I couldn't have gotten through it without God. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But it hurts to lose a loved one. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're angry or, you know, or out of sorts. It just means you miss them. Yeah. That's what it means. Especially when it's a saint. Yeah. Of God that goes home. Because guess what? I'm going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Okay. One of these days when the Lord desires, you know, I'm going to give you some uh, great grandbabies. Okay. And I want to know from your perspective, from a woman of God who has been married for over 60 years, um, how'd you do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you? How did you? How did you guys go about? I guess raising the children. Not just raising the children, but just the marriage, the relationship, and then all of that. You know, because uh-huh. it takes it takes God to do that. You know what I I say? I have a a, a plaque up in the dining room here. Marriage takes three. Mm. It does. If you try to make it two, it ain't going to work. Marriage takes three. You, your wife, and God. It's that simple. It takes three. It does. 
Yeah. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have arguments. You're not going to get mad or angry. You're not. It doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. But it does mean that you have you have arms around you. You can't get out of these arms and go over there. You have to stay within this parameter. Mm. You know, um, did I ever get angry with Jesse? I surely did. <laughs> did he ever get angry with me? Yes, he did. But that never stopped the love that we had for each other. Yeah. That's 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 what it's all about. And if you don't have that third person, you're not gonna make it. You know, because you know, you you'll step out of the parameters, you know, you'll do things that, you know, you shouldn't do as a married person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about, you know, affairs and all that. I'm talking about the way you treat each other. Heart posture. That's right. Yeah. That's it. I think that's how you do it. And and once you once you promise before God because that's what you do yeah. when you get married. Yeah. Once you promise to do these things, you got to keep them. And and we took our vows. We took them seriously. We just did. You know, you know, Pop Pop was always serious anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Yeah. And he he would not he would not lie to me. And I knew that. He would tell me the truth. If I said, He'll tell how do I truth. look? And he said, well, I, I don't like this. And he'd tell me. Yeah. He'd tell me. <laughs> and so what would that make me do? Whenever he asked me, I would tell him the truth. Yeah. It was built on, our marriage was built on truth. I'm not saying we were more perfect than anybody else, you know. But what I'm saying is marriage takes three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love, I love your relationship with the Lord. <laughs> um, but I've always, I, I've, I've learned that regardless of who I run into, God wants me to have my own relationship with him. But I mm-hmm. do have those people that are inspiration to me. But I, the Lord always reminds me he wants, he, you. yeah. And he wants my own kind of relationship. Relationship, with him. that's right. And uh, but I do think it's very, at least for me as a young man, you know, being twenty three years old, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely sweet to see someone like you in their latter days mm-hmm. still seeing God being faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, David said, "I was young, but now I'm old." Never seen the righteous forsaken, yeah. nor his seed begging bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just really encouraging. Um, I just know, especially because I have a lot of young friends, and there's just so much temptation out there. There's so many things that are trying to take our eyes off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, even with me coming up here to visit when I was praying last night, I felt the Lord just downloading a greater level of sobriety to Mm -hmm. me that if I don't have him or if I don't have his presence, I have nothing. That's right. Literally nothing. You you don't, you have no barometer. You have no thermometer, (laughs) you know, you have nothing to stop you. Or to to lovingly put their arms around you, yeah, to keep you from going out there haywire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've 
I'm just and as like even for me, only being 23 years old, I just and I'm excited to see what encounters what God does for me, mm-hmm. um, or what I see, what I what, how I encounter Him in the future, because um, I know that there's more. But I think what 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 is incredible is I guess the God of my mother, the God of my father, the God of my, the God of all four of my grandparents mm-hmm. became my own personal, personal God. God. That's right. And I've learned that there were so many times when I would go to church with you or with mom and dad, mm-hmm. um, even with my relatives in Kansas, and I didn't know what was going on. I was just watching Mm-hmm. I remember one time I saw my mom just jumping up and shouting, yelling at the top of her lungs. And with me being around probably like, I don't know, five years old, I'm mm-hmm. just looking at her and I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just wondering if she was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if, if she was hurt or, you know, because I was a kid, I didn't understand. Uh-huh. I didn't have the capacity to realize. Um, but I am that expressive in my praise. You sure are. <laughs> um, I'm that expressive. I would say as well, I'm a crier. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's just how it works in the family. Mm-hmm. But I'm very sensitive. And I don't know, it just, it touch, it touches you when you have your own history. It does. It does. Yeah. But would you say that you where you were or where you are now it just takes time. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. You 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 grow not only physically, but you grow spiritually. Yeah. 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 You'll be talking with wisdom when you get my age. You will. You'll have a wealth of of God's truth in you because the longer you live the more he gives <laughs> what i love about the lord is everything you're saying is so it's so simple but so powerful it's very simple at the same time i uh i'm reminded of a story that I heard a preacher say, he said that there were there was a service, and there were two people. There was a young preacher, um, and there was like a older deacon. Mm-hmm. And the younger preacher, he was you know young, probably my age or whatever, articulate. Mm-hmm. He had you know degrees and things yeah. of that nature, and he went up to his he went up to the podium. And read Psalm 23 uh, from top to bottom, start to finish. And he said uh, that after he finished, you could hear a pin drop. There was no response from the crowd. He just read the scripture and Mm -hmm. moved on, you know, about his way. Then they said that the old deacon came up right after him and went to the podium or the pulpit and read the same scripture and the church went ballistic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They said he had a walker, you know, he had, he was wrinkled and he knew what he was talking about and he didn't have all the English or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But they said when he read that scripture, it was, there was like the presence of God violently shook the entire church. I can understand that because when he said the Lord is my shepherd, what he meant was the Lord is my, my shepherd. And I don't want anything else. See, he had lived the 23rd Psalm Mm. more than likely the old deacon had lived. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I fear no evil. Whew. He could tell you something about that. 
about being in the shadow of death. And see, when he read the words or when he recited the words, he was talking from within. From his history. Mm-hmm. From his secret from place. From his history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, God provided for him. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I have food and water. You know, I can, I, I can just imagine. Yeah. Mm. He restoreth my soul. That's a powerful one. I remember when I, mm. that, 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 that'll get me. Because I remember when I used to be like, when my days felt so dark uh-huh. and Jesus was my only hope. Mm-hmm. The image I get is me crawling in a dirty tunnel to the light. Yeah. And you see the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how David said, you snatched me out of a horrible pit. pit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was in service and I had a vision of me sinking in like this black, dark hole. And I remember I saw a hand reach up and aggressively and grab pull me. pull you out. And I remember I just, I started crying like a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the 23rd Psalm is all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You personalize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these, these kind of reflections on moments that we've had, like you said, remind us to personalize God because he's a person. He's a person. And I don't, I, I, I walked into the revelation of that probably about like three, four years ago when I really started pursuing him more and more on my own mm-hmm. without, you know, the help of anybody else. But mm-hmm. when there was like a hunger mm-hmm. in me, to know him. And I I was I was like, wow, God, you're real. Mm-hmm. You you <laughs> you you laugh, you smile, you frown, you cry, mm-hmm. you get angry, you get frustrated, you get yeah. joyful, you have emotions, you speak. You know. Yeah. Um, you feel my pain. Mm-hmm. But you heal it at the same time. That's right. And it's those simple things where I know that it it secures me. And there'll be even times where I'll even pray and I'll say, Lord, just prove that I know you. Prove to me that I actually know. <laughs> prove to me that I actually know you. Because uh-huh. many people say they know him, right? Jesus said, you honor me with your lips, lips. but your hearts far are far me. from me. Um. And so I want to know God according to what his standard is and knowing him. So there'll be some times where I'll just say, God, prove, prove to me mm-hmm. that I actually know you, that this is not just me claiming it because this is church antics or mm-hmm. because I know what to say, but that I actually do. And he does every time. Every time. And as you would say, um, his kisses. Yeah. Oh, when he kisses you. Oh. Yeah. It goes over and above. Yeah. Yeah. Just for us. Mm-hmm. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Than a brother. Yes. Yeah. Mm. We are basically at an hour now. Okay. So um, I always give my guests uh, final words, final thoughts. Okay. So if there would be anything that you would have to say to my audience, which is primarily younger people what would you what would you say to us I would say hang in there it is worth it it's more than worth it and I know this is not good grammar but it gets better and better and better as you get closer and closer and closer, don't ever give up on God because he'll never give up on you.
Ooh. <laughs> For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy yes. to be compared to the eternal glory that shall That's be revealed. That's right. Mm. It gets better. It gets better. Mm-hmm. My God. I've got heaven in my view. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Amen. That was a wish right there. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, well, thank you all. Um, we are now going to conclude this. I hope you all were blessed. Um, stay with Jesus. Stay with him. Stay with him. Yeah. I will see you all in the next episode. What up, y'all? I just want to say that I appreciate each and every person that decided to listen to this latest podcast episode. I hope you were blessed and I hope you enjoyed it. There is definitely more to come. If you have not followed me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada at J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. And I will see you all on the next episode. Peace.